0: <laughs> You're my nerves.
1: Oh,
0: I feel like we yelling.
1: We is.
0: Don't yell.
1: I do what I want to do.
0: Don't yell.
1: I do what I want to do. Say what I want to say. Live where I want to live. Play how I want to play. That's if I want to dance. It's my stopping for Addis Family. Oh. All right then. Too legit to quit. Hey, hey. You a hater. You don't, you don't think the Hammer was on this game back then. You a whack, fan.
0: Right now, Hammer is on, I believe it's the Gorilla Glue.
1: Wrong. It's Hammer, go Hammer, MC Hammer, go Hammer.
0: Or is it the duct tape?
1: Neither one. Don't be uh, messing with Jesus' son.
0: Jesus? What? I don't know what just happened, y'all. What up? This is Kelly Talks with Monk. Beer. That was Monk. Beer. (laughs) This dude has no sense at all. Like, none inside of his head.
1: That's not accurate. I just don't use him.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. That works. Uh, Man, let me tell y'all what happened. So... First of all...
1: She eating bullshit again. That's what happened.
0: I am eating... Uh, um, bullshit. I don't even know what I'm eating. Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. It's delicious, but... So, let me tell y'all what happened today. First of all, I don't do public transportation. Ever. So, I'm on a train. They get
1: bougie as hell when you get into the suburbs. Boy. <laughs> no. no. No, no, no. Hold on,
0: hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me say this. I'm from Harvey, which anybody that knows about anything in the Chicagoland area or the surrounding neighborhoods, know that Harvey is a suburb. It's not a good suburb, but it is a suburb. So even though it felt city-like, it was still a suburb, which means that I didn't have public transportation readily available to me after 9 p.m. After 9 p.m., all the CTA buses stopped running where I lived at.
1: Better get a pace.
0: So that's that's what I was on, pace.
1: That's terrible.
0: Pace bus, not CTA. I said CTA. Pace, yeah. So Pace bus. So after a certain time, we couldn't get home unless it was like every hour and a half run, or we can get on a metro. The metro ran until about I think eleven, but either way, it wasn't like the CTA. So I just preferred having a car. It's just been my thing. Not a big. It's not bougie. Bougie. (laughs) Anywho, so. And I do, I like my core now, because I got a new core, and it's an electric. Oh, my God. I've mean, charging up. <laughs> Mo to the, e to the. <laughs> but no, so I was on a CTA this morning, right, because my husband needed the car this morning. And I'm on a CTA, and it's cool, right? I first get on there, it's pouring down rain, and I'm like, whatever, I'll deal with this. And it's moving, and then it stops, which is expected of the CTA. This is the train, not the bus. So it's moving, then it stops, then it's moving, then it stops. It does this, like, four times. And finally, we get going after, like, about a 15 to 20-minute delay. So then this lady, um, and I don't want to put that it has anything to do with racial, whatever, but this Middle Eastern woman with, um, you know, she had the wrap on her head, and I I don't really know what, my ignorance is not going to allow me to be able to tell you what that is or what particular country she was from, but she... um, (laughs) she sat down next to me, it was on the phone talking about the conductor or, or who should she contact? I guess she was on the phone with somebody who was telling her she should contact the conductor because somebody tried to sell her drugs on the train platform before she got on the train. So
1: just don't buy the drugs. So because wait,
0: wait, wait. So because this person tried to sell her drugs before she got on the train, she called whoever, her husband, or whoever she was talking to that told her to contact the conductor. Now, this woman gets up after we've been delayed already 20 minutes, gets up and pulls the emergency stop on the train. <laughs> when I tell in, you. In the morning? When I, wait, wait, wait. When I tell you, first of all, the, 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 the train was like, Arr! like it emergency stops. That's what it does. So the train halted, everybody shifted. And then we were all wondering, like, what is happening? And me, I'm not even thinking about it because just because the train stops real fast, that ain't shit. I'm coming from north, but I was raised south. So that type of stuff don't make me jump. So I'm just sitting there still listening to my audiobook, still playing my lumosity, right? So then a lady says, why did you do that? And then another lady says, did you pull the emergency thing? And she said, somebody tried to sell me drugs. And he said, Who? And she's like, he's not on here. He was on the platform. She said, so you pulled the emergency stop for somebody that's not even on the train? What did you think was going to happen? And she's still, like, trying to, you know, uh, state her case as to why she did this. And at this point, we're sitting there for, like, 10 minutes. Because they can't just start back up. They have to like, I guess, go and unhinge the emergency. It's like something that has it's to be it's done. It's a mechanical
1: stop. When yes, you pull me- that, that's a mechanical stop. Yes. So you can't just push the button and redo it. You exactly. have to physically get back out and release that lever. Yes.
0: So it. it She's
1: so lucky they did it somewhere where they could walk on the platform because you could do that out on that bridge part where there's really nothing. She'd just be stuck. Man. Well, we weren't on her. the
0: platform. They had to walk, but we did have a little bit of space for them to yeah. walk. And, and because the PA the system. That's what I'd have done. The PA system was so jacked up, we couldn't understand what the guy was saying to us. So it was just like, I, 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 and I'm we're saying, like, man, get
1: that half off the train. We're like, open the, the fuck doors, push her out.
0: Oh my God. So, so many people, this is what, you know, I love this because this is when you see white people get real <laughs> white like. Like what is wrong with you? What the hell? Like you just you saw people's and me, it's me and this other black chick. We looking at each other, and the black chick was like, "Well,
1: ain't our shit."
0: That right? She sat back and was like, "Well, I guess this happening right now." And we we didn't say anything. I mean, I laughed about it, but I didn't like get involved. I'd in, have like, looked
1: at her and laughed. I'd have been like. <laughs>
0: this white you woman stupid. was snapping G she was like I'm gonna be late for work this is bullshit I can't believe her then another white lady walked to the other end and pressed the emergency conversation button and was trying to talk to the she was like
1: look ain't nothing wrong start this train back up yes. this house lost and her then, damn mind and then
0: another white lady called the police while she was on it and was like this lady pulled the emergency stop we're on the train we're in the middle of and she like giving lo- coordinates and location I was like oh my god and all I could think was I get it People are going to work, cause I wasn't going to work. I was going to a radio interview, so it's like I yeah. could be late for that. You know what I mean? I mean, like I don't. I would prefer not to, but I can. It's not gonna, I'm be not gonna me get fired, fired. Yeah. right? i was like, these other people are going to work. I couldn't imagine if I was going to work and she did that. Then when she got ready to leave off the, and I'm, I'm gonna sum this up because I'm spending too much time talking about this lady in the train. But it was. I
1: think she's funny.
0: It was hilarious. But then she got ready to get off the train and. Where she pulled the emergency stop was the total opposite of where she was sitting. So her bag was still on the other side of the train. And she was getting off. She's like, oh wait, my bag, my bag. And then people were like, what bag? And people were pointing, like, which bag? This bag? And then the guy was like, Yeah, this bag. And he handed it, excuse me. He handed it to her. And this white leg's like, Yeah, hurry up, get off the train. Get off. Hold Make sure she gets off. Hold the door. And then it was like, "You don't have to be so rude." And then she was like, "Get off! I'm late." I was like, "Oh my god! White people can be so mean sometimes." I was like, "They snapped on this lady. Like, like four different white people snapped on this lady."
1: I don't, I don't appreciate that. I'm
0: not trying to put color to it, but
1: I'm just saying y'all need to, y'all need to be more. If y'all want me to respect you, y'all have to be more (laughs) respectful to each other.
0: Oh my That's all God. I'm
1: saying. If y'all want me to be respectful, then it starts at home. Y'all need to be more respectful of each other, and then maybe I'll be respectful. That's all I'm saying. Mm. What?
0: No, I like that. I'm trying to
1: be, you know, positive. Put a I positive. like that. I want them. I want better for them.
0: That was really coming from the taste of this Reese's in my mouth, but <laughs> <laughs> but I make it come from that. Disgusted.
1: Comment. <laughs> Disgusted. I eat. I eat so healthy. Even my coffee is. Decaf, so. so this
0: dude didn't stop smoking cigarettes, and now he is on his pedestal. His ass talking about some. I don't. I don't smoke anymore. I don't drink. So let's talk about those fries you eat. Now he want to have I a would, conversation oh, about no, damn oh, oh, oh wait a
1: minute. That's we call that revisionist history. If, if you got, if you people don't remember the way we started talking about my smoking was we started talking about them fries. The fries came first, with your, with your uh to all be patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun, ass. <laughs>
0: I don't eat their burgers. Just (laughs) Just they fries. Just they fries that won't die. Just they fries. Um, Today, y'all, here on Kelly Talks with Monk, we are talking about the good, the bad, the ugly of America. And this is really Monk's show. This ain't even my show because I don't know enough about where I, I don't know enough about here. To talk about, I wasn't
1: prepared for that admission of of whatever that was. I don't know enough about About Chicago, nigga. About where I'm sitting right now. I don't know enough about this building.
0: Exactly, I don't know enough. Uh, I've been in a bubble, so
1: that's the good and the bad of of America, though. Right there, that's that's, really it. Like you know you extremely well, right? And if somebody would have have an argument with you about if someone would compare London to Chicago, you would immediately say Chicago is better. You ain't been to London. You don't really know shit about London. But you know Chicago is the shit. So that's how America is, is raised. Shit. Yeah, it is It is. But that's the thing. Americans are raised to... <laughs> th- this president doesn't surprise me because he's one of those people who doesn't apologize even when he's wrong. He doubles down on his wrong. And he just tells you, I'm better. He doesn't have to prove it. I'm just better.
0: Yeah. So if you no ask facts. the average
1: American <laughs> why America is better, oh, because we've got this, 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 and this, having no clue that that's in a lot of places. Well, well, women are free here, really? The, you mean the women who make 78 cents on the dollar? And those are the white women, because the black women make 63 cents on the dollar. Yeah. And the Latino women make 50 some cents on the dollar. So we said, well, that's better than getting raped. And then you look at the rape statistics in this country and the domestic violence statistics in this country, and we say, are we really doing better than those other countries? We say yes, because we've never been. Mm-hmm. That's easy to do. And even for black people, like, you know, we say, well, Africans don't fuck with us. Yeah, because we think that racism exist only in America like there's no racism anywhere else there's racism within the races and other places that came out more of a rhyme than I intended it to be but that's the, the to me that's the good and the bad of America there's an arrogance and a confidence that says we are better and we can do anything
0: so what makes it what's good then what's good and what's bad like separated because I, don't I, I know think,
1: which... Yeah, well that's the weird part like the they're kind of mixed in together the things that makes that make America good are also the things that make everybody else hate us Right? Like there's a certain amount of arrogance and confidence that you have to have to be amazing, but also that makes you blind to other people's greatness. So we don't see how cool it is to be, how how these other cultures are good. So in this country, we're a melting pot. Well, what that means is you have to act exactly like all Americans act, or you're not American. We're missing the fact that Mexicans bring their own culture, and black people have their own culture, and African immigrants have their own culture, and Canadians. So the the good of this country is that we open our doors. The bad of this country is that once we've opened them and let you in, we force you to act a certain way. Right. Um, You know, the other good of this country is that it's a country of hope. Right. You believe right, wrong and indifferent that you can accomplish things because you live here. Yeah. It's not necessarily true. Statistically, it's probably not true. And I, I hate to be the Debbie Downer for everybody I who's like... I feel like
0: British entertainers are killing right now. Well, I mean, <laughs> when you, if, you, if you look at
1: it, uh, you, could, you could just do statistically how many people make it out of poverty into the middle class and how many people make it out of the middle class into the upper class generationally. And it's like four motherfuckers. Like, that's it. Like, yeah. everybody else pretty much stays in the same spot. So we have this idea that in America, you can become anything you want. And that's not exactly true you can but it's so fucking rare that that's not the rule
0: yeah, we know that
1: the rule is never based on the one or two the rule is based on the majority so can you yes but how fucking common is that it's uncommon what makes America great is that they take this uncommon thing and make all of us believe that we can all do it
0: mm-hmm. now the, through the advertising media through, yeah. all this other bullshit yeah you
1: too can be skinny with six pack abs at 82 years old and fuck 22 year old women I mean first of all that sounds disgusting why do I want to do that second of all <laughs> nuh-uh. nuh uh no the fuck on uh. you're not going to do that no the fuck on oh, uh. uh. most of the shit that you watch on t- well if you just go to business school you're going to be able to own your own business and there's 75,000 business majors out there at best managing a McDonald's that like with $60,000 in debt they can't pay it off So America is really good at marketing. You
0: know what? They don't tell people the other side, right? They just tell them that it's greener, but they don't tell them what else comes with that green on the. I've realized that even just in the the K through twelve education system, right? That education system teaches you the logistics of things, right? Mm -hmm. Math, history, English, and the history isn't taught correctly, but whatever. Um, (laughs) You know, math, history, English, science. But it doesn't teach you how to deal with a life, right? And I guess they figure like that should be a parent's uh, job. But they also spend a lot of time at school, right? So there should be a course. There should be something within a school day that teaches them more realistic things about dealing with life, dealing with finances. Like for instance, my daughter now is taking a class that teaches her how to balance a check. Book and accounts and stuff like that. But that wasn't something that was offered when I was in school for sure, just in regular high school. This isn't a private high school. This isn't, you know, that wasn't something that was offered. But then we put them out here in this world with no idea of how to, for one, interact with people, no idea and how to balance a a bank account no idea how to save no idea how to invest and that makes
1: it harder to break cycles too
0: yeah and and, then you go and you go out here with that mindset and then you teach your kids the same mindset and you teach their and they teach their kids and i mean it is honestly had i not married somebody that was so frugal Mm -hmm. and so into investing i don't know if my finances would be where they are today i don't know if my credit would look the way it looks hmm. Because I didn't have that idea about, you know, I knew what I wanted for money, but I didn't know how to get it.
1: Well, that's an, uh, again, that's another thing where uh, we are we believe our education system is the best. We have no actual documentation to prove that. But we believe it. You know, we you go to some countries, Germany, for example, higher education is free. If you want to go to school, if you want to get a college degree, it's free. For an American, it's free. If we, if I wanted to go to... And I don't have to get German citizenship. All I have to do is travel to study, get my degree, and I can come back home and do whatever I want to with it. So we... Is it just
0: Germany that have other no, places? No, it's just that things multiple that have countries free. that you yeah. can just
1: go... And, and that's the thing is, what people here believe that, well, if you don't pay for it, you won't value it. That's a fucking lie. I didn't pay for my wife. <laughs> I'll buy you the fuck out of my... Well, I didn't pay for my dick, if we're going to be honest, but I protect the fuck out of that motherfucker. The idea here is that if if it doesn't cost anything, it must not be worth anything. And that's not true. And that's just, just what we're it's taught. It's not the taught. reality
0: of what is.
1: And so, yeah, I mean, America, you know, I think the idea, the other part that bothers me about this country is we become so passionate about being patriotic and, and teetering on nationalism that you can't critique this country without people saying, well, you hate it, which is the weirdest definition of hate I've ever heard, because I love my daughter, but I critique the things that she does so that she gets better. I love my wife. My wife loves me, I think, but she, critiques, she if I'm doing something she doesn't like, she critiques it so that I know that it's not making her happy, so I work on that thing. But America, if you critique America, now all of a sudden is, well, if you hate it, move somewhere else. Motherfucker, you ain't said nothing but a word, because there are other places, look, I'm I'm blickety black. Now, that doesn't mean I hate America, but that does mean what would it feel like to live somewhere where people who look like me were the majority? Would that change how I see the world? And then when people talk to black people about how we view America, they don't even consider that. If you're white and you live in this country, you've never had to consider a reality where you, at most of the people that surrounded you didn't look like you. Mm-hmm. But we do it every day. We live in that reality. And so when people tell us, get over it, or move on, or why can't you just, you've never lived the exact experience that we have. I've never lived your experience. But if I went to Nairobi, or Tunis, or Addis, and I looked around, I was like, well, shit, there's nothing but black people. Then I would say, you know what? The only difference between me and these people is how much effort I put in. Because there probably are no, I mean, there's still class and color and things of that nature, but not race. Not in that sense. So it's harder for us in this country to fix things because we prefer to overlook them or act like they're not a big deal. Now, the good is there's still there's still hope. This is just a hopeful fucking country. And so It's always going to get better, even in the light of every historical evidence. That it probably isn't. But, yeah, I mean, this country is built on hope. And the, the ugly part is that the reality usually is stronger than the hope. Every now and then they throw us a bone and we get an Obama or Voting Rights Act or, you know, a uh, uh, Brown versus the Board of Education. But right after that, the KKK exists or they tear up the Black Wall Street or they come up with the war on drugs and lock up a whole bunch of niggas. Or maybe Barack Obama becomes the president for eight years and then Donald Trump follows him. Like, yeah. that's how this country is. We'll give you something, we'll take three things away.
0: But I will say that the if if, if nothing more that the Obama presidency did do, even despite this, this Trump coming, <laughs> the coming of Trump after that, mm-hmm. um, is it empowered a lot of black women? Absolutely. I feel like black women saw Michelle and, and got a completely different idea of what black women are and Rightfully what they can be. So. And I know that I did. I look at Michelle and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, not I'm only sad. is she smart as hell... But she's fit. She has class. Mm-hmm. She, ha- you know, and I, and I sometimes question. Even though I love who I am, I love the fact that "bitch" is my favorite word, right? I What's have, my favorite word? I have these ideas of where I come from and what is, and I don't want to necessarily conform to fit America's standards of what is uh, classy or what is whatever. I don't want to necessarily do that. But at the same time, I look at Michelle, and it makes me question whether or not. The, yeah. the way that I look at how I should behave and how I should be is the best way.
1: I look at Michelle and, and I see possible. So it, what I see is not necessarily that you need to be like her, but I see that all of those mental obstacles that we had, that what, if I'm not good enough, maybe we as a people aren't good enough. Maybe we as a, and then I look at Michelle, not so much Barack, more Michelle than Barack, because mm-hmm. Michelle is, if you take Southside Chicago, Dark brown skin, like she didn't, you know, this isn't the high yellow. None of the advantages that you you usually need to advance as a black person did she have? And then I see her as the most. She was the most educated person in the White House. Yeah, not not Barack. She was probably as qualified as Barack. She was definitely as smart, if not smarter, than Barack. And she maintained a certain amount of dignity that I don't know that I possess while being called monkey, ape, and nigger for eight years for no reason other than her husband was the president. She wasn't even the president. Yeah. She's enduring all of this as the wife of a motherfucker who won the presidency. Mm-hmm. So when I look at her, I see what what black people are, are capable of. I don't necessarily think that means we all need to go to an Ivy League school or become a lawyer or dress a certain way or wear uh, cardigans or whatever. You know what I mean? But then I see her, I find out that she had her hair natural the whole eight years she was in there hiding it under... Pressing curls and, and uh wigs, and now we see her out of the out of the White House not getting pressed anymore and it's frizzy. And I'm going, she was black as fuck the whole time. Like Cat Williams was right, she smelled like motions, hair grease, and cocoa butter. Like that's <laughs> really and and I, I realized that you don't have to not be black to be okay. That's what, what I got from her. And and then Barack taught me how to slow the fuck down so I don't cuss people the fuck out. Yeah. There was Barack doesn't talk like that when he's not. In front of a group of people, that hesitation that we thought was a stutter, he didn't have that. If you ever see him on any type of interview before he was running for for office, it was, yeah, you no, know, me and Michelle sometimes go out with the girls and everything's fun. We 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 have a lot of time, you know. We take our our moms and our dads and we just go out and we hang out. That's but what that, we do. Uh, uh,
0: that that comes from that thinking. <laughs> comes from
1: I don't want to say something uh, that that gives you an opportunity to to rightfully. Call me out of my neck. So yeah. that pause is a thoughtfulness that you can't learn. You just have to know I can't say fucked up shit. And I need to figure out what to I think it way. is
0: something you can learn, though. Yeah,
1: I mean, what I should say, I, I think you can't learn that you need it. Like, some people, you can learn how to do it, but some people just don't give a fuck. Like, you can say, hey, man, you can't say that's gonna get you fucked up. I know. I'm gonna well, say it yeah. anyway. yeah, well, that, that's a that different part, mindset I mean. yeah. completely, for sure. Yeah, but he definitely has a winner's attitude like mm-hmm. with whatever you throw at me and he's admitted his faults he's admitted a number of them which is I came into this thing too optimistic I couldn't believe that people would be that obstructionist that they would really go out of their way to stop progress in the whole country just to stop me yeah I never thought that that would happen so color me stupid yeah. I really believed in the America that I was raised in this isn't that you know but even with all that said I still believe we can win. That's an and he was saying that on the way out after he knew Trump had already won. So these are people who are hopeful people. And if you can be black in this country, go through what we've gone through, see what we've seen cuz Barack and Michelle were born still during Jim Crow. Yeah. If you can see what we've seen, live through what we've lived through, Understand that the that, that mass incarceration was specifically done to make sure that more black and brown people got locked up. Understand that all, most of these laws, the Voting Rights Act, which was starting to be repealed during Barack Obama's presidency, which is part of what caused Trump to win. Right. So once you start taking black and brown people's ability to vote away, yeah, it's easy to vote in a fucking white nationalist. He saw all of this happening, called, saw somebody call his wife an eight, and he still says on the way out, but I believe we still can win. And, and I can't rest until we do. And so uh, I'm excited about getting back out there and joining the fight as a citizen. Nigga, what? They just called you <laughs> nigga for eight years. The most important motherfucker in this country. They just called you every kind of nigga. Specific type of niggas. E R R E niggas. Like, nigg- AH. Like, y'all are at a Z. Silent Z at the end. What the fuck? Y'all made up words to be disrespectful to this motherfucker. Right. Only for him to come out and say, and I still believe we can win. That's some amazing hope. I want... And that's that's what makes America I great. want
0: Obama to become a recording artist because I feel like...
1: Ooh, a slam <laughs> poet.
0: No I, feel, no, I need him to be a rapper because I feel like... I got that's bars. The, that's the only way that...
1: Hey, yo, Bannon.
0: That's the only way that <laughs> certain groups of people hear is through music, right? And so they follow... They follow music to a T. They want to be like it. They want to, you know, they aspire to be the things that they rap about. <laughs> and it's Bird like,
1: featuring O'Beezy.
0: when I look at Barack and when I look at Michelle, and I just, you know, I mean, is I get chills because I've never seen even Pop with even with the Cosby Show, right? Even with shows that the, the Cosby Show, um, <coughs> even with the Cosby Show, and, right? Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God, and um, uh, and my bad. Like live unli- not in Living Color, um but in Living Color was was uh, decent. You think about but living
1: single or, uh, Living Single,
0: right. And um
1: successful people. That
0: was, no, it's another one that I it's a very specific one. Different world. A different world, thank you. Gosh, it was there, it was there, it was in me. Um a different world, living single, uh, Cosby show. Like those Maybe. were inspiring shows. Girlfriends, yeah. right? Mm. Those were inspiring. Even having seen those, I look at Michelle and Barack and it it changes how I've ever seen black women because even myself being a black woman will look at other black women women with a certain type of judgment with a certain type of she was
1: the she was a lot of black women she She wasn't a specific type she was a lot of types in one type and she's what a lot of us have been saying she is we can be ratchet and we could also be (laughs) professional Yes. And, and and you don't get to decide which is which and who is who. Like Girlfriends I thought was an amazing show specifically because they tried to show a bunch of different types
0: black of black
1: women. They had some that were struggling financially. They had one that was an entrepreneur but what maybe wasn't exactly what she said she was. They had the free spirited, I really don't care, I'm going to smoke some weed and maybe have sex with everything that I'd see walking. And then you had Joan who was extremely professional, very successful. But you didn't really have that straddled. You know, the person who straddled the fence, like, yeah, I'm going to go to the club tonight and have about four or five Hennessy's, but tomorrow I'm going to be on point with my for my job. And that's what Michelle makes me think. Michelle makes me think she she drank Cavassier before she went to the White House.
0: Cavassier,
1: You know what I mean? She passed. She passed I, I'm pretty sure she had a Busta Rhymes album back in the day. You know what I mean? Like, she wasn't making it up. She wasn't trying to be down with black people. I feel like she was black. The authentic... I experienced the cookouts, and I listened to house music, and I fuck and I know what it smells like in a hair salon, black. Right. But I also think she was as capable of going in the boardroom and fucking shit up as anybody else. And the number of us that feel like we have to choose either or or we're being fake is where I think the problem is.
0: That is the biggest issue. She, it's like, if I'm showed, this way, then that. I'm selling out. Right. Or if I'm that. But I, I think she was a great example of that, mm-hmm. to show that you can be both. It's just certain situations cause for certain right. behavior and when you're in this situation you behave like this because this is what's going to get you the furthest mm-hmm. or ahead and or but this is what's to gonna, not even the furthest or ahead this is what's going to get you heard right? because sometimes if you walk in a situation and you talk in a certain way or you act in a certain way they've already shut out mm-hmm. listening to anything you got to say because they feel like you're incapable of telling them anything they don't they don't already know Or educating
1: them in any way. uh, Mrs. Obama, uh, excuse me, Michelle LaVon Robinson. I'm a huge (laughs) fucking fan. And Barack is a lucky human being, and so are those girls uh, to have you as their wife and mother. So turn up.
0: Turn up. Uh, Yeah, but yeah, actually, she's definitely the good. You know what? That's what I was going to say. She is the good of America,
1: (laughs) and the way people respond to her is the bad of America. There Mm -hmm. it is. The That's way some people, yeah, it. I
0: think the sh- the good of it is that it's helped a lot. I've I work with black women now more than I did before because I'm more open to seeing what we have to offer to each other. Yeah. I didn't used to do that because Y'all's I, dope. you know, I felt like other black women, especially from from where I came from, like where I was raised, that not many we are pitted against each other. Yeah, and because of that, it makes you have a certain idea about all black women. Yeah. Versus just those women you were pitted against.
1: Well, it, the, the, even even with that, the idea that uh, black people in particular, we talked about this with comedy, there can only be one. Yeah. right? And so, you know, I say all the time, comparison is the thief of joy. And I can't remember whose quote that is, but I say it a lot because... When somebody say, who do you like, this person or this person, what you've just done is made me choose to devalue one's work. I like both of them.
0: Yeah, you know, I hate who, that Tupac like, or Biggie conversation. Yeah, Tupac I or Biggie, motherfucker
1: depends. If, I, if I'm ready to <laughs> ride, ride out on these motherfuckers, it's probably Pac. You know what I mean? But if I just want to groove and listen to somebody bar for bar, probably be as good a storyteller as anybody, then I'm probably going with Biggie. Maybe I want to hear Digital Underground join and dance. It's back to Pac. Like, you don't yeah. make that decision. And both of them, motherfucker, that's why. Are you like dark-skinned women or light-skinned? Women, motherfucker, what the fuck is your... Like, we, when we start comparing, you have to devalue a thing in order to elevate another thing. And with black women, we've done that. I, and black men are are part of it, but we're not the only ones. It's European beauty standards. It's a, it's a shit ton of things. But what we don't realize is the way it affects women we will never understand it. So we start judging you based on how you behave, but you're behaving the way you're behaving based on the judgment we've been giving you the whole fucking time.
0: Right, so it's
1: so, a yeah. cycle.
0: It's not it's, even like, yeah.
1: Y'all need to just stop doing this. Well, motherfuckers, stop. Te- like, I grew up when wavy-haired, light-skinned women were the shit. That was yeah. That's all they talked about in the music. The Lisa Bonet's. The Lisa Bonet's. But keep in mind, we coming off Say It Loud, <laughs> I'm Black and I'm Proud era. Yeah. So during that era... You had light skinned women trying to be more Afrocentric.
0: Yeah.
1: Then when we went back into the wavy shit, then all of a sudden dark skinned women were trying to pr- they were straightening their hair again, and I mm-hmm. want to look like this. Chili was like the perfect blend from TLC because she was still brown, but she had that straight good hair. Yeah. And the, the fact that her, was, right, that's what we were dealing with. <laughs> so men don't have to deal with that shit. I've been brown my whole life. I ain't never told, had a woman tell me you'd be cute if you were light skinned I've never had a woman say that to mm-hmm. me. I know women. I've seen dudes say that to women. I've had dudes say to me, I ain't never met a cute, dark-skinned woman. And I'm like... You're not looking. You're not looking. There's so many of us out there. (laughs) So when you see a Michelle Obama, uh, you understand what what she's had to endure. Not necessarily overcome, but what she's had to endure. And in some cases, yes, overcome. She's fucking amazing. She is absolutely amazing. And... If you don't fuck with Michelle Obama, I probably don't fuck with you. I shouldn't even say probably, I don't fuck with you. If you like, ah, she alright. Well, fuck you then. And the people that raised you, because they raised you poorly. You hear that? If you're listening, you don't fuck with <sighs> Michelle Obama.
0: You gotta stop talking to them, people like this. We need the listeners to stay listeners. Or they could run
1: up and get done up. It's nothing. <laughs> It's nothing, I'm sorry, dude. y'all. I'm
0: sorry that he wants to kill our listeners. Um, We're not doing that, though. We're not killing. Right? We're we, talking about in We, because
1: that would mean both of us, and I don't think Kelly's going to kill y'all, but if you don't fuck with Michelle Obama, it's hands on sight, my
0: nigga. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I love, I love what she's done <laughs> for the country. I'm trying to, I'm trying, y'all. I'm trying to, like, take it in another direction. I'm like, yeah, so, uh... Back to uh, Cheerio. That's where you can catch
1: me. <laughs> Outside. That's where you can catch me. How about that?
0: So you being from Ethiopia, <laughs> right? Mm. Give us an idea of some of the same issues that America deal with that's going on in Ethiopia.
1: It's uh, it's it's more of a, it's more of a uh, tribal, but it still boils down to some of the similar things, and unfortunately. Even though it's not a white-black, it still ends up a lot of times being a light-dark. Uh, so Habesha that people is an issue are, there. Yeah, Habesha people are generally lighter, and uh, and it's also a religious issue. Uh, more Habesha people are Christian and Muslim, and so what happens is the Habesha people who are Christian and lighter uh, have been oppressive and abusive to the uh, uh, Eritrean people who are darker and Muslim, and the Oromo people who are darker and Muslim or have their own religion. So it's it's some of the same situation, some of the same issues we have here, but I would say it's even escalated worse because there are people dying. Now, I, I say that like we're not dying here. We're dying here, uh, but it's almost like maybe we've gotten numb to it because they're dying there with like military people. See, I'm saying all of this, and I keep coming back to shit. I was in Ferguson. I saw militarized police officers doing this shit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the Oromo people have been fighting for years to, to uh, keep uh, keep the government from taking over their land. The Oritian uh, people up until 1990, I think, were, were still fighting back to get their land. And now that they've got it, they're still fighting to keep uh, Ethiopians from trying to take it over again. It's just...
0: Is there a class status, though? Is
1: there's, there's, there's class, but it's, it's really... Uh, as much as Muslims can freely live in Ethiopia, there's a... There's definitely um, some pushback. And the class is everywhere. It's like if you're poor, you're poor. And it really is polite there. Like rich people are really polite. Hey, how are you? But there's a disdain that they have for poor people. And it's such a poor country. So the disdain is for a lot of the population. It's just a shitty thing. Odise uh, is like the wealthy part of the country. And when I say wealthy, their best hotel is basically a, a, a four-star hotel. That's like you might... Not a Hyatt Regency, like a Hyatt, a regular Hyatt or Hilton. That's the nicest hotel. So wealth there is completely different than wealth here. If you went right now, you would be a wealthy American, no matter how much money you have. If you had enough money to fly there and get a hotel for a few nights, you're probably doing better than a lot of the people who live there. That said, you're still brown. So all Which of that's puts stuff me in a different class. Puts you in a different, so all of that's mixed up. And and even with that said, I still would probably rather live there. Because I don't have to, I'm not gonna be called nigger. Like right. that's that's such a soul-sucking feeling. I don't know what it feels nigger
0: like. Nigger is a nigger. Yeah, well, no, nigga is fine. Nigga, period. Yeah, nigga though. doesn't bother. I me. mean, the word nigga, 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 nigger nigga doesn't it, bother me. That's an American thing, though. That is. That's it is. very. It's not. It's not a country. No. It's not a worldwide.
1: Right. It's not a worldwide phenomenon. Now there are negative things that they call black people in other countries, but there's something about nigger that that is uh, defeating. Because there's nothing that you can, you know, people say things, well, the way I prove I'm not a nigga is, go- I don't. why should I have to prove I'm not a thing that I'm not? Right. You know what I mean? Like, if you call me uh, a kangaroo, I'm not going to prove I'm not a fucking kangaroo. I'm not a kangaroo. That's a dumbass, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Why am I going out of my way to prove I'm not a kangaroo when you can look at me and say I'm not a kangaroo? I'm trying to prove that what you see is wrong. And fuck that.
0: And why does that even matter? And why does that even matter? And why matter? does that even matter? Because I see that we do that a lot just as a people. Oh, we're I'm trying not going to act like that if the white people. To I don't want to give them a reason. Just, yes. fuck, they got a reason.
1: They hate you. That's their reason. You didn't do anything. They hated you when you were born.
0: You I did, did nothing. I did a book. I did a... Uh, they threw
1: black kids to gators. They called black kids gator bait and used to throw them to alligators in Florida. What did those black kids do to be hated enough to be thrown to alligators? Nothing. Yeah. You can't make people who are just shitty not be shitty. That's just them. That's some You don't yeah. think
0: you can change people like that?
1: I don't think I care to. And it's not that I don't care about people. It's just that um, you know how hard it is to change yourself to not be a shitty person? To now be responsible for changing other shitty people because they don't care enough to change themselves is hard. And, you know, my wife and I are working on what can we do to be better people ourselves. And how. And can I we think that's where it starts, though. Yeah, it starts with
0: self-awareness uh, and becoming a better person. Right. And then but then the that, next
1: part is, after I get to that place, you know, and raise my kids and, and put all of that energy And now I have to go out and make other people better that hate me? no. You see, but you see my point. Like I, just, I, think I think just think being an example I is think, the best Right? I can this do. example. It's yeah. all
0: about example. I feel yeah. like I used to struggle with trying to get people to understand where I was coming from, yeah. and I was like, if I have to tell them, then it must be something that I'm not showing them. Right. If you have to tell, if I have to tell somebody I'm black, then I mustn't look black.
1: Yeah. And then you know, the other but you, do, you that, shouldn't have
0: to ever. I wouldn't. I would never have to do that because clearly I look black. Black to so, black. Yeah. Right. So it's the same thing with your behaviors and and how you treat people and. You know, for for a long time in comedy, I was called a bitch. Like people did not like me. They thought I was stuck up. They thought I was Mm -hmm. and that's because I came in the game winning very early. Like a couple times on stage, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so funny. That took that Mm -hmm. and that was my level of success. And I embodied that and became this person that was just like, bitch, what? nigga, what? And I had this attitude, this shitty attitude of you're beneath me, right? Right. I walked around with that for years and I didn't even notice that I was that person. And then Eventually, just within me, I didn't feel good about who I was becoming, right? Because you have to have that. Either something happens in life, which the heaven incident was major for me, but then also something has to click within yourself to say, something ain't right with me, Mm -hmm. and you got to want to change. And when I started to want to change... That's the
1: key, though. Remember what you said earlier is you don't want to help people. They have to want to change,
0: but I think that people don't know that they can change until they see change in other people.
1: That's a, that's the good of America. You are what's good about America. That you believe that they can. I and do. See, I'm not saying that they can't. I'm saying I'm I'm more cynical at this point because of some experiences. Now that doesn't mean that my experiences are more valid. What that means is I'm probably getting closer to death. And so my energy is, you know, I joke about it, but reality is, uh, I told you I looked it up one day, and the average age of death for a black man born the year I was born is 60. So I'm 15 years away. So for me, the next 15 years ain't gonna be spent trying to keep white people from calling me nigga. It's gonna be trying to enjoy my son. And that doesn't mean I'm gonna die at 60. Uh, Granted, I could live to be 199 million years old, but my point is, using you these couldn't. days, you don't you don't know what I can do. You don't you know what I'm capable but of, but and fine. what you're doing right now is being a hater. <laughs> Maybe I'm stop. now the
0: bad of America. And, I don't and know. Now you're
1: not the bad of America. You
0: don't, you don't believe switches. in a black man. It, it, it goes back court. <laughs> That's what it does.
1: It's, a, it's a fluid. You know I mean? America's fluid. But no, I mean, you know, the, the, the thing is, every day, what's the most important thing to me? That's what I'm going to work on today. And so today, it's, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, you watch DJ Khaled talking to his son. Have you seen any of this? any of his videos. DJ Khaled, from the time his son was born until now, his son's like five months old. Like he's new, 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 new. His son is the executive producer on his album. Every video is, <laughs> I love you, I, I can't wait to see you again. It's uh, The son has his own Instagram page, which I can't make fun of, because my son does too. But every time his son posts a picture, there's a comment, and I'm assuming the mom or a publicist or whatever makes a caption. And then somewhere in the comments, DJ Khaled goes, I miss you so much. I'm working real hard for you. I can't wait to see you. I'll be home soon. And it's it's just this level of affirmation. And people are like, it's so corny. But is it? Because were you affirmed like that as a kid? And people say things like, well, I turned out all right. No, you eventually got over your shit. But you didn't turn out all right. You started out fucked up. And we had to work through a bunch of shit because we were given a bunch of shit early. This kid is going to know that his dad loves him then yeah. his mom loves him and from that's the important. door. And that's, imp- Very that's huge. And so when I wake up in the morning, my thoughts start there. My thoughts start as how can I be less shitty? How can I uh, build my wife up to make sure that she has the energy and the support that she needs to do what she needs to do? How can I make sure that my son feels safe and loved? How can I then... Uh, and, and most of the shit that I do beyond that comes from that. Like, how, oh, I'm going to write today? Yeah, I'm going to write today. Because if I take today off, then I'm not putting my family in a position to win. Am I going to do this set tonight? Yeah, I'm going to do this set tonight and I'm going to try new material because if I'm not doing that, you know, I'm not going to smoke today. Why? Because all of these things stem from that. And so, yeah, there might come a time where, okay, I'm going to engage these people who hate me because I need to make sure that my family is in a position where they feel safer.
0: But I think that goes back to values. If not, they can suck my ass. But we'll talk about values on a whole other episode because, oh my God, I got so much to say about values. Anywho, um, I think we're about good on this. Uh, We really, really appreciate you guys for listening to Kelly Talks. Unless you don't fuck
1: with Michelle Obama, then we don't appreciate you at all. Fuck off.
0: With Monk. That's who. Burr. Just said that.
1: Don't listen to this podcast.
0: Peace. (laughs) Don't listen to the podcast. What? Say. Sometimes Kelly will say. It.